Hey everybody, it's Kim. David and I have hooked up with our friend Tracy Holmeyer, founder of Uncontrollably Me, to create nourished community. Born from the idea that connection is a precious commodity these days and things like spending time hiking in nature, expansive breathing of fresh air, eating delicious plant-based food, and surrounding yourself with a supportive community are more than simple pleasures. They're medicine for the body, mind, heart, and soul. Pooling our collective talents, we have launched Nourished with a series of monthly day hikes in Southern California. The day includes a grounding and connecting guided meditation, a beautiful hike, a facilitated 50-minute breathwork session, a gourmet plant-based meal, and community sharing. Go to whereverittakesus.com for more information about the founders of Nourished and scheduled hikes in the Los Angeles area. We hope to see you there. This is Wherever It Takes Us, a podcast about everything. I'm Kim Moran, a life coach, mom, horse enthusiast, and entrepreneur. I'm David Codney, a dad, an explorer, an artist, and a lost soul. We've come together because we're curious about life, what it means to be human, how and why things are the way they are, and most importantly, why no one talks about this stuff in real and meaningful ways. Join us each week as we dive into things that we're not supposed to say out loud. We're not experts, but we're real people. Morning, David, and it's early. It is early, Kim. It's early-ish. It's early for me. Are you a morning person or an evening person? I used to be, but now that my sleep cycle is a little bit geared towards the nighttime, I'm more of a midday person. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks yeah. for coming so early. What are we talking about today, Kim? Well, I sent you a link series of vignettes called nine films about technology. And I wanted to talk about that. Let's do it. It's written and directed by Peter Huang. It's available on FX cake and you can get it on Hulu, but basically they, these vignettes explore our relationship with technology, specifically like social media and our phone. And I thought they were fairly interesting and thought provoking. Obviously they really picked up on, on certain threads and then sort of emphasized or uh, what's the word they really just took it to the extreme right in some mm-hmm, of the, mm-hmm. in some of these ones but interesting themes in a lot of them so i just wanted to talk about that it's current we see Agreed. It. you probably being in the restaurant business can relate the parts where people are taking pictures of their food to the extreme right more right. than and- enjoying and being present with the food I actually thought that was very accurate, that whole scene. Uh, in the scene, there was three girls who had maybe 50,000 followers apiece, maybe. Um, and the food comes out. And instead of them enjoying the food, they start taking pictures of the food. And the girl gets up on a chair to go take pictures of the food. And she falls completely on the table and then makes a big deal of it and how it's the restaurant's fault and how they're influencers and how they're offering us things. I see this often. More often than you I do, care to. yeah, a lot, and it's like it was actually very. I think um, that was very accurate. Very accurate. 
What did you think? There was this sense of sadness about those girls because, you know, the opening scene, she's meditating and she she's, you know, doing all of this manifestation stuff, wanting to spread love and light. And the reality of her life was so far from her, her actual lived experience was right. It was I don't know. I found it really sad. And in the end, she's all alone because she made this kind of social mistake Mm -hmm. and just alone. Not even her family was there. And all she really wanted was to be loved. And she thought that social media was the way that she was going to get likes and love and people would love her and everything. And it was her demise. So I think it's kind of it's funny. We live in this age of technology and we're so close to the Greek tragedies. You know, oh, we hubris, are. Keep hubris will take you every time. Yeah, that's funny. I never thought of it like a Greek tragedy. What yeah, else struck in- you? Uh, about the influencers one? No, just about the whole series. Uh, there was one with a uh, more senior lady in there whose son hooked her up with a computer. And um, son was ignoring the mom the whole time, which I thought was interesting. Um, and the the lady was still waking up. The lady was left to her own demise, basically, to kind of figure out the computer. And she got in a lot of trouble. I mean, she was sending money off to some some guy um, who had a sick daughter, which is totally false. You know how they fall for it. And it's interesting to see like stupid things, like how people fall for the scams that come across like a Nigerian prince. If you just give him some Bitcoin, he'll send you some money. Like, I think it's, it's so interesting how elderly people fall for these scams specifically on that. That was, uh, that was one that was, was very thought provoking for me. You know, it was cute in there. She takes computer classes in there. She's going out to do other things. Um, but you know, she's, she's left, she's like left on her own, something that was so easy to do and so i think innocent just kind of just screwed her over in the end well i mean i think that one really speaks to our desires human beings for real connection right for a sense of belonging and and being needed and wanted and i think that the internet and specifically dating apps and and all of these things is a false sense of belonging and um it's really sad. And I think that that one in sort of a playful way really reveals the sadness and aloneness that so many of us feel, you know, that we would go to any lengths and even be blinded mm-hmm. by nonsense because we want so much to have connection to people. And of course her son neglecting her really drove her into it, but you know, it, it that, particular, there were two episodes based on that theme. One is there, there's a good side. This computer enabled her to connect with her culture that Mm -hmm. she hadn't hadn't had in a long time. So she was up all night long, you know, watching these videos of, of song and dance that she remembered from her childhood in China, which was beautiful, right? That's a great aspect of technology. Oh, it was, it was really cute. And then the the downside is there's just people out there trolling, looking to prey on innocent people that so desperately want connection. That brought up that that theme, which was really hard. That was a hard one for me to watch because, you know, there's also this aspect of the son neglecting his mother to pursue his idea of success and status, you know, working and all of this. We kind of get 
caught up in, in these things and we neglect like what's really important. The other one that I thought was outrageous, they took it really to the nth degree was, but, but still nonetheless important and impactful was the episode where the guy is watching the news and it's all bad news and his anxiety gets blown so far out of proportion that he ends up taking this crazy self-defense class. And then, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I forgot, but, yeah. but that's, that's, that's true. I mean, we talk about that in terms of mental health on this show a lot, which is when you are so addicted to staying connected and knowing what's going on, it takes a toll on us psychologically and emotionally, you know, where we can become riddled by fear and driven by fear to the most ridiculous ways of protecting ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think it was interesting how, again, you know, I think a lot of those themes, people fall for this false sense of, of reality of all in all technology, you know? Um, and I think that was that theme was constant throughout how they have the new phone, which made them feel um, more connected and more alive, but at the same time, more and more put out. Um, you know, the old lady was in there, the young guy who was a little bit more uh, chubby, if you will, insecure. But, you know, it, it, he fell for the the cop and the self-defense class or the girl who's riding in the car, you know, not listening to her parents and having to go in there. I thought that was pretty funny. That one was funny, but it was also ridiculous. So it started me thinking along the lines of, are we benefiting from technologies and these so-called advancements or and are we in control or is technology starting to control us? And one of the things that I started, of course, I went down some dark rabbit hole of exploration with this. And the question is, the apps and the technology themselves might not be harmful. They might be innocuous. But I was thinking that every tool is only as skillful as the person who uses it. So you could give a hammer and chisel to Michelangelo and he creates David. Just a beautiful piece of art, but you give a hammer and a chisel to someone else and you've got a pile of rubble. Mm -hmm. So the question then is, well, for me anyway, one of the questions was, we don't know a lot about the sort of darker side or the psychological implications of some of these things. We're It's starting to be studied now, but I mean, we know that people who are very addicted to social media report being less happy than other people. Their self-esteem and their self-worth is tied to likes and follows and are you a blue check or you know whatever. And so there is this dark side. Is there regulation? Is there who's in charge? I kind of feel like who's in maybe charge? getting to a tipping to a tipping point, you know, because because we know that app developers and big tech companies spend a lot of money on hooking people. Right. Mm -hmm. There is a chemical reaction that happens in your head when your phone beeps. Um, And so is there any kind of ethical. I don't know. Dilemma that these people face. I mean, they are trying to get people to be addicted. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I mean, uh, how much onus falls on the people, right? 
I mean, I, I mean, I look at this just like you said, it's a tool, right? And if you want to make it into something bigger, it's going to be bigger. If you want to make it into something not so big. I mean, there's plenty of people out there that have a, a phone that aren't hundred percent addicted. I look at the people that are addicted to quote unquote, social media are the same person, right? It's the same. You see these people in there that are just, um, I don't know how to describe it. They're, they have, they lack self, um, self-awareness. They lack, uh, self-importance in the real world. So they've created a persona on online. That's just, I think embellished and it scratches that itch for them. Um, but that, that's not necessarily to sit there and say that, you know, technology has become bad. I think it's just become bad for a certain group of people, which has given it a, a negative connotation. Okay. Let me ask you about your children's relationship with technology. Because they're 11 or they're 12? 12, 12, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. What's their relationship like with technology? Uh, I would say very good. Um, I mean, I think their mom might argue differently, but um, I think it's pretty good. They, they're not on TikTok. They're not on Instagram. They're not on any of the apps, really. Uh, they're on Roblox for, um, for games. Um, and, you know, I use it. And it's, it, in a lot of ways, it's great for them because, you know, Rowan's homeschooled. So he uses it for school and he can look up stuff and research and do all that stuff, which I think is absolutely paramount. And that's never going to change in his age and moving forward. They're all it's just going to get more and more integrated. Um, I think it's very healthy. They love their phones, though, or not their phones. They have pads, so their iPads. Um, they love their iPads. You can basically get them to do anything to, so they can have access to them. But they're not on them 24-7. Um, but there's a there's a more healthy side to this. But yeah, they 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 love it. It's a treat for them when they get on and they want to use them all the time. Just going to the Apple store, you know, when you see there's like a little kitty section and you see how these kids interact intuitively with Apple. And that was one of their things that they wanted to do. I do struggle a little bit as a parent because I think both of my kids have a very unhealthy relationship to their technology. And now they're at the age where I can't really say. I can take it. Like I can't mm -hmm. They're too old, but I would say is that there's, I feel that there is a predatory nature of tech developers to in the same way that, you know, you say like, well, Oxycontin isn't, it's just a pain reliever, but there is a predatory nature of addiction that I think exists in the tech world that a lot of tech people have come out and spoken about which is to say that like given to a young child, like if you gave a young child a drug um, and maybe you gave it in a prescriptive way, there would be a point at which that child becomes dependent on that. Mm. And I think that it's the same way with technology and social media. And because it's so psychologically deep in terms of feelings of belonging, fitting in um, status that the young mind is very open to being taken over by something like that. I don't, I don't, that wasn't as well said as I would like. No, it, but I think it's there. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand what you're saying and I agree with you, but I think it's up to us to moderate that stuff, you know, just like the oxycodones, like it, it's up to us to moderate. And yeah, it's kids are like sponges and they want to work into this at the same time this isn't going away. So there's a fine line between giving kids access to what they want 
and kids access to what they need to become successful and allowing them to be on all these apps. I think these apps are, I don't think it's the phone that's the issue. I think it's some of the apps that are the issue. It's the parents that just use the phone to babysit the kids. It's the parents that, um, you know, just take it. They don't engage with their kids. And so they, they, they allow the phone to supplement. That's where they, they start having this technology danger for kids. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one because I think that there are, I think it's a little bit stronger than that. And I would say I wasn't a parent that gave my kid a phone, you know, as a way of babysitting, but I would say that I happen to have, which you don't know right away, right? Kids that maybe have more addictive tendencies, or maybe they have um, weaker social connections. So the social connection isn't as strong and therefore they're more susceptible to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of these things, what dose of Oxycontin is good for people before they become addicted to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it Intrinsic in the drug is the addictive effect. So I get what you're saying. And it's not an easy answer. We're not going to come to it's this or that. I think it's all of those things. It's, it's like parental intervention and a little more um, being aware and maybe little more transparency from app developers to say, we are going to hit you up with a bunch of things because we want you to, they know what they're doing, you mm-hmm. know, they know. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there should be a little more transparency about it. I just think it's really interesting. I think well, what, what does transparency years, look like? Um, it looks like <laughs> saying, uh, we developed this app with the help of psychologists to get the maximum like interaction with it to drive the most, you know, I mean, every company that hires a marketing and advertising firm is looking to drive behavior. And that, that comes down to technology too. And so what I think people don't know, remember, I don't know, I'm older than you, but remember this whole idea about music in um, elevators and department stores, and they would play this type of music that you were sort of unaware of, but it would drive you to buy things. That was never known until somebody came out with it and said, they play this specific type of music to get you to buy things or fragrances that are put in certain stores to get you to start to associate with certain things. And this, this is all around us. And I, and I guess what I would say is, yeah, a smart, very well, I don't know how to say someone with good self-confidence and self-awareness might be aware that they are being manipulated when they go into places, right? To buy more than they would or whatever. But there is a psychology to marketing in every area, even supermarkets, how they place things where they are, you know, retail stores, technology that that is designed specifically to drive behavior. And I think that that's the kind of transparency that I'm saying, which is to say to people, just know when you go out, you are going to be, you are, there is an attempt to manipulate your truth. That's it. Mm-hmm. For sure. I hear everything you're saying for sure. I, I hear everything you're saying. Um, but what do you, you know, how do you stop the beast? I mean, yeah, like I, I get that. I'm, and, you know, I'm not necessarily in favor of more and more regulation, but what I'm, I guess, 
the way you stop the beast is through conversations like this, through watching films like this that highlight the the sort of problems in these areas and just start having conversations, you know, and being more aware and transparent about it. That That's it. Yeah. I kind of feel like, you know, those people though, that are addicted to social media are going to watch, aren't going to watch this stuff to begin with. I kind of feel like they're lost causes. So what's the point? Well, I mean, I understand what you're saying. And I also just say, yeah, but I'm not going to not talk about it because you're a lost cause, especially like if you're living in my house, like I'm, I'm going to talk. Oh, about no, it. for sure. For sure. I think like, you know, you have, you have a different situation. Um, well, I would, I would tell you this too. I had a situation where uh, some friends took me out for my birthday once. And this one person spent the whole freaking time taking self. And there was this moment where I was like, why am I here? This is all about you. I, mm-hmm. and I just, stopped hanging out with that person because clearly their company was more important than being around me. Right. They were enamored. It was like Narcissus or something looking at their reflection. They couldn't get enough and they were on their phone the whole time. And I just said, no, this is, I'm not hanging out with you because I could be home by myself enjoying my own company. Um, so thanks anyway. So I think, (laughs) well, I mean, seriously, have you ever been in a situation like I don't even look at like social media. I look at like just phones now. Like um, you, you could be having a conversation, a deadpan conversation with people and they'll just pick up their phone and start scrolling. Uh, they'll start texting. They'll start going into stuff, which is just like, I don't want to say anything else, but it's just, it's just rude. Right. You know how people it's like, they're, they'll have three different conversations going on and you're sti- you're standing right in front of them and you're like, what the, what the hell pal? Like, what, what are you doing? You know what I mean? There's one thing to like, be having a conversation with somebody and they're fidgety. There's another thing to have a conversation with somebody and they're like, they're actually like a full blown other conversation with people. And you're like, Hey, like what the hell is going on? But I think phones create that. I think phones have taken away the social side to things. And I think that's, you know, that's something that's, um, um, they've taken away the social skills, right? People, you know, you talk about the average person or not the average person, but you talk about people and they're like, you know, nobody writes thank you notes anymore. Nobody calls to say things. It's just a text message, just text message because it's quick and easy. So I think phones have created this behavior that is not so good for people that just makes people innately lazy. Yeah. In the last vignette, the guy's like, you don't even have to type anymore. And this other friend was saying, well, it doesn't really take that long. You know, what are we really saving? And and even though the fellow in the last film was knew the truth, right, knew the truth about how his phone turned against him, knew the truth about technology and saw, you know, all this trash and landfills and the destruction of the earth. He still hit the buy it now button. You know, it wasn't enough to to change his behavior. And in the situation where somebody is in your presence and yet not in your presence, I just fucking walk away. Like, what do you say to someone like that? And that I think was something that really stood out to me was in the end, you're, you're alone. If that's the path that you take, ultimately you will be alone. And that Mm. was the saddest thing because it's this device that's supposed to connect us. And yet if you so heavily put your eggs in that basket, you'll ultimately end up having to face yourself by yourself. Right. right. 
Anyway, I mean, I just really like things that make me think. I like things that sort of point the finger at delicate relationships that might be going the wrong way. And I like it. It's intelligent. It's thought provoking. So I just thought we could talk about it. And I I was curious to see what your reaction to it was, because, you know, we have different perspectives and stuff like that. So. I think uh, I think overall they were good. Uh, I mean, I binge watched them in one night. Um, right, because they're ten minutes each. Yeah, they're they're like really quick and easy. So I think you know to spend time and watch something for that easy, I think was was not a problem. Um, you know, I think there were certain ones that just hit struck close to home more than others. Um, and the old lady one was just was was great. I think it was really great because I think I think we all, at least I've been in the situation with people like that. So. Um, I think that one struck a little bit more close to home than anything else. Yeah. Okay. So it's nine films about technology. It's on FX cake. It's also available on Hulu. Just some interesting stuff for you guys to check out if you're interested and yeah, hit us up on Instagram, uh, wherever it takes us. Let us know what you think. Let's know what you think. And if you want to come on and talk about a topic, let us know as well. We'd love to have you. And I'm going to say good day to you. Good day. I said good day. (laughs) If you liked wherever it takes us, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Share the episode with someone who you think would like it. Leave us a five-star rating and write a review. We appreciate it.